Post Show me how's it hanging, how's it happening, because you guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Hey everybody, it is Thursday the 28th of July. It's our last episode of July, and well, <clears throat> excuse me on that one, but we got some pop punk fun, well, I should not say pop punk fun, pop punk-esque fun, because this band we talk about, they got pop punk in their roots, but my god, they go much, much much further than that. Trust me on that. A lot of fun to be had on this one. But before we jump into it, I want to thank support for this podcast. So first, let's start out with this. We're in the midst of summer, summertime right now. You know, it's summer is hot. People going to the beach. Concerts on the outside. Oh my God. Yeah. And a lot of people talk about looking good in the warmer months. Let's be honest. I mean, everyone wants that beach bod. Like, ooh, yeah. But very few have the balls to do it. Well, it's time to nut up or shut up and take the easiest step into looking super sexy this summer by using our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped's ultra smooth package makes sure you have the proper care down there and there. Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped gives you the perfect stage to show off that brand new look. These products make you look hot, but you cleanly shaving those nethers. That'll keep it cool. And the Boxer 2.0 patented jewel pouch technology. Now that pouch that's right there. It'll keep your boys from turning any beach day into swamp day. No one wants that swamp ass kind of stuff. And they also have the Ultra Smooth Package. It is a specialized three-step groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth out the most sensitive areas down there. I'm talking crop shaver razor, crop exfoliator, and crop gel. This kit is the perfect polish for your family jewels to make them absolutely shine. So, I mean, let's be honest. You're shaving down there. The worst thing you can deal with is ingrown hairs, cuts, hard to reach places. Because you're just going to end up going down there and cut yourself through and go, ah, shit. And no one wants to have cuts down there. It's terrible. So, here's how you use the Ultra Smooth Package. You get their crop exfoliator, which is infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and clean the skin on and around your groin to make you feel refreshed. And the crop exfoliator can help reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in those delicate places. You don't want ingrown hairs down there. The crop gel is step two, so you can see where you're shaving with their unique clear shaving gel. Clear, you can see? Just for your groin it's called your delicate area for a reason guys this is the one place you do not want to go in blind you want to be able to see it i'm not blind maybe i can see down to my boys oh yeah and then it's time to shave with a crop shaver it was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence this razor has three count them one two three precision blades including extra wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience and all three of these are vegan. Wow. These can be vegan? No shit. Cruelty-free and sulfate-free products are included so that you know your manhood is in good hands and without compromise. So come join us with clear nethers on there, cool nethers on there, and also with the Boxers 2.0. Dive headfirst into the rest of the summer with us and join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off in free shipping worldwide by going to manscaped.com slash cpp. To get that, order your stuff. Use discount code CPP. Remember, 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com slash CPP. Comments, or let's say description below. That's where it all is. All right. We are also sponsoring the Way 
why we were hungry music festival happening last vegas Nevada, october 20th and 21st of 2022 me to the dream pancakes in the pit you guys miss warp tour you want something that just like it or that has the spirit of it with bands that are just wanting to be hungry wanting to absolutely go nuts and just earn it that's where we were hungry festival comes in it has bands such as modern day escape such as saving vice such as outlier such as along came a spider such as our friends in varsity and our friends in palisades plus many many more why do i mention those six those six have been on the podcast before we're gonna be out in vegas october 20th and 21st 2022 for when we were hungry music festival and you should be too tickets are on sale now go link trips to the podcast we're hungry festival.com get your tickets now Find me in the pit. We'll have some pancakes, guys. Oh, yeah. Now time for a feature presentation. The band Clear Fight is with us today. Their bass is kind of in pop punk, but their sound is so much more expansive. We talk about that. We talk about the pop punk scene. We talk about its more family orientation, kind of in spite of MGK in a way, and just so many other fun things you're not going to want to miss out on, along with their next single, Save It, which... We're not going to save it for you guys. It comes out on August 5th, so get ready for it. Are you guys ready for our episode with Clear Fight? Hell yeah, you are. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, I want to thank our friend, Mr. Cody Frayne, once again for sending me a band, and he's like, you should check this one out, and my response was, okay. So we did, and <laughs> bang, bang, boom, we we're bringing them here with their pop punk cell out of Kansas City. Their recent single, Dropout, is out now, but they have a brand new single called Save It coming out on August 5th of 2022, featuring the guys from Sell Your Scores. And let me tell you, I've had them on the podcast before, and yeah, that was a fun one. So this will be a fun one, too. So please <laughs> welcome Colt, Dylan, Hunter, and Gabe from the band Clear Fight to the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. What's Hello, up? Thank hey, thanks, man. Thanks for being on, guys. So, how's it been going on your guys' end? And I mean, with the band and everything, just kind of over you. How's everything been going? Especially as uh, Gabe is currently driving in the car after a nice round of golf. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'll uh, say that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. He he nicely got his ass kicked. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, band's been good, man. We've been. Uh, kind of hard at work trying to focus on uh, making some new music uh, like you mentioned we got save it coming out we actually just got back from a few days in the studio this week uh, working on a couple new songs uh, for uh, our next EP so that's uh, really exciting um, and uh, we, we got a show in a couple months that we're we're prepping up it's uh, gonna be our basically our big uh, hometown show for the year um, kind of stacking stacking the card the best we can and just uh, plan on kind of having one last good show uh, before we uh, focus on uh, all the new music that we're getting ready to put out. So um, other than that, man, it's just been uh, kind of party at Dylan's new house every weekend, pretty much. And uh, hanging out and just uh, enjoying, uh, enjoying this 110 degree weather. So, yeah. Yeah, the weather sucks. It's awesome. <laughs> 110 degree weather. That's Ish. just making me go, Ugh. Well, and another fun part of that's, oh, yeah, you were playing golf in it. <laughs> <laughs> another fun part of that story is uh, the drummer who's not with us right now uh, works in a brewery in town. And I think back there, it's probably like 120. Uh, we went and said hi to him at work, and he was like, just dripping sweat. I'm like, is that going in my beer? 
but he said it's not <laughs> and i believe him <laughs> I, I wouldn't believe him I've, I've had to deal with stuff like that myself where uh this was i think it was my first actual job i had it was like just helping out my cousins when they were creating their uh, screen printing business going because they're in the back of a warehouse yep. and when oh. it was like and like when it got to be like you know like 95 100 degrees up here because i'm i'm from milwaukee so it's like right now you guys are doing 110 today up here the high was 79 and it was okay okay was, enough yeah, it's only like enough. 80 something here it's nice yeah it's, it's real it's nice it's a little humid outside but like the breeze nice yeah, but, like, I know what you're talking about, like, having to be in that, like, just, like, a warehouse, you know, no AC, just damp, humid, everything, and then you get all that heat there. I mean, you're sitting there, you're just, like, you're not even moving, and you're just, like, sweating as much as you would be, you know, going for a run. Like, Absolutely. Uh, I just hide in my problem, AC. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, their problem is they don't have the Great Lakes and all the nice, cool air coming hey, out man. to hit them. It's not like we asked not to have the Great Lakes. I would love a <laughs> Great Lake. I would love an okay lake. Any like lake. Ricky Lake. <laughs> Why don't we just take Lake Erie and push it somewhere else? There you go. <laughs> I mean, like, since I'm from Indiana, my experience of, of just Kansas City and Missouri so far has been just it's Illinois and Indiana's like corn and city infrastructure, but without like any lakes or stuff like that it's just like hills hills everywhere and corn i'm sure i'm sure the kansas people would be glad to hear you say unobjectively hills because it's known as being like the flattest <laughs> state but missouri isn't and even though they're like yeah Keith, they're still uh you know uh anyway hills I thought it was in Nebraska that was always was the flattest six. It's like just driving across Nebraska. Like it's the on same I-80, place. It's just, it's just corner wheat. <laughs> it's the same place. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to make that into a shirt. Nebraska, Canada, what's the difference? It's the, Nebraska, Kansas, what's the difference? Same thing. One's just got corn. One's got wheat. Yep. Yep. That's it. I mean, I'm sure that someone's going to get mad at me for saying that's it. But I grew up in Kansas, so you can't be that mad at me because I had to suffer basically what you Nebraskans had to suffer too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's getting mad at you. I've heard some other stuff said on this podcast that is definitely more like it would depend on like geographical regions or just any area around where it's like, oh, you know, specific regions. Like, oh, you have to say it this way. You have to like talk about it this way. Just say something, something like that. Nah, I've heard a lot worse than that. Yeah, on the top I'm of my sure. head, can I think of anything right now? Not really. No. <laughs> Everyone's are proud of Chica where they're from. Are the Chicago bands the most passionate about their area? Oh, absolutely. But I, I like I, I, I love it myself just because like every like a lot of shows I go to are down in Chicago just because when it comes to like especially kind of like with the music that like we're talking about right now with your guys music like that pop punk style or especially more stuff I was like hard rock get punk rock in there throw metalcore in there as well. It's like every single band at some point, it's like you just got to come through Chicago at some point because if anytime I bring this up, most like 99% of the bands I've had in the podcast that are from the United States, when you take a look at their Spotify listener accounts and you look at like the top five cities that their like listenership is in, Chicago is always one of those top five. Absolutely. It's a juggernaut. You know, and the thing about Chicago is like when you're from the area, like Chicago gets boring. You go to Chicago so much that there's nothing more to do. It's just another city. But then other people talk about Chicago and they're like, that's the city that has the most to do. So I'm like, moving away, what is there to do in this country if Chicago ain't got nothing? 
<laughs> I mean, anything that was left, COVID killed anyway. So we got to rebuild. We got we're we're coming back from scratch, baby. You know, oh, yeah. if you want something to do, we got to make it. <laughs> Building back stronger. Yeah, there you go. We got to make it, but it's, I mean, since like, you know, after the pandemic, I mean, even though we're kind of still technically in it, but I mean, there's a lot of things that have gone back to, you know, just free flowing, being back open and normal, specifically the live music scene. It's like concerts are basically back in full swing at the moment. I mean, they still have been since I would say maybe like September, October of last year, but it's like just seeing all the bands that are finally, you know, everyone's coming through, everyone's going out on tour and I'm just looking, I'm like, how many bands am I going to see this year? How much money am I going to spend on concerts yeah. this year? And I'm like, I really don't give a shit. We missed out on this for like a year, year and a half, basically. I'm going to spend as much money as I want going to see. Yeah. <laughs> not the bands that I like, but all the bands I've had in the podcast as well, because those are equally as fun. Well, hopefully yeah. hopefully we should have some, some, some shows coming up soon. I mean, we have our show coming up in September that we'd love everybody to come out to. It's going to be really, really sick. Uh, we just recently played a show a couple months back with Belmont also our first show. And that, that turned out great. And I mean, those boys are awesome. Now, was that on the tour that Belmont had done? I forgot what bands they were with because I'm just trying to think, was that like, it was like a headlining tour that they did that you guys just like were on the bill for as well. It was 93 yeah. feet of smoke. Yeah. And super American. Yeah. 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 And yeah. That's yep. right. Fountain. That was the other one. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember the names of them because I, like the first day of that tour, because it was like right before they released their album. It was like the first day of the tour. First day came through Milwaukee. I'm like, there's no way in fuck I'm missing this. So uh yeah, it was they, good, right? Oh yeah, it was fantastic. All of a sudden <laughs> it's you know, people are starting to get into it a little bit. All of a sudden Super American goes on and you know, the pit's starting to get going a little bit. Everyone's having a good time. Their bassist jumps in the pit with us. It's a blast. Belmont goes on and then you know at that point in time, my brain just clicks. I'm like, it's throwdown time, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, oh, yeah, the cool we... thing about the cool thing about their fan base is that, you know, we the the songs that we played during that set, uh, you know, like like Hunter said, it was our very first show that we had done as a band. So the songs that we had to really choose from that were done and kind of ready to play, we had some really good like like Save It, actually, which, you know, the song's coming out next month. We actually played at that show because it had been done for quite a while. We just haven't figured out when we were going to release it. So we had that. We had a couple other songs, but there were a couple that were like a little <laughs> bit more poppy, a little bit more poppy, not not really that scene, but still really good. And man, like we actually got a like a mosh pit going during one of our most poppiest songs during that whole show it wasn't really the song i would have thought that to happen but it you know like the crowd just loved it It didn't really matter that it was almost like cross genre of what that show was supposed to be it's just there they just want the scene to you know to do well no matter what spectrum of the scene you kind of fit in on so it was really cool i mean like and every uh, all the bands that we you know played with that night, they were all super supportive. Uh, you know, Hunter like was in the back playing well, like GTA, I think with with Belmont. So like you yeah, know, we, well, it was it was it just was, good. Hey, we were all playing GTA so. four back there. Four. I think it was it was me, a couple of the dudes from Belmont, Joe from Capstan, their guitarist, and uh, I think the Super American drummer. We were just Hunter. taking turns handing off with GTA four on the PS three. Do you prefer four? I do prefer four. Oh, 
What? We were watching hey. UFC right after. Was that the? Uh, oh yeah, the, the UFC, UFC fight was uh, on that night too. Yeah. Fight going on that night. Yes. Yeah, we were all every single band the whole time. If they were not on stage, <laughs> were huddled around the Belmont merch table watching UFC. So while you had <laughs> while you had mosh pits going on at your show, at your show, we are watching people punch each other in the face. They're getting on a inspiration. <laughs> You the guys whole just... time it just kept buffering and stuff too <laughs> and then you guys actually wanted to punch somebody because buffering god damn it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but still just make me fight <laughs> but still just to kind of think about that whole entire concept too where your guys first show like together as a band was opening for that tour with belmont and just especially with the type of fans that Belmont's going to attract because with Belmont style, especially because they do have that pop punk style, but they do bring in some of these heavier styles as well, especially on their uh, Aftermath album, which did come out, you know, during that run that you guys were, you know, that the show that you guys were on, like it just adds more to the fact that there's a lot of fans there that do really associate with that, you know, pop punk style, but they can go all different spots of the spectrum. So when you guys are playing, you know, one of those poppier songs, and all of a sudden a mosh pit breaks out, you're getting a lot of kids in there that like more of that metalcore stuff, potentially like myself, where all of a sudden we thought we hear something, you know, that has the energy flow into it that just feels good. That just, you know, is going to want you to get going and get you get moving. And then all of a sudden, well, you know, in our brains, it just clicks and we're just like, fuck yeah. it, we're throwing down. Go. The nice yeah. thing about it. The nice thing about our band is that there's a nice mix of genres that we all like to listen to while like Colin is super into like the nineties pop rock hits and stuff like that. And those great bands and uh, lots of, uh, we're all generally into like 2010s pop punk, but then we all have these different genres that we all really love. Like, like I, I know Gabe has told me like he played a lot of like metalcore guitar and stuff like that. And I, when I first like wanted to start a band, I wanted to make an easy core band. I just wanted to scream on stage. <laughs> so like with this band, I try and incorporate as many like gutturals and stuff into the background and the harmonies that I can. <laughs> so they're like, some of them are like just in your face in there, but you'll find them like buried in the background of songs where I'm just trying to scream as loud as I can. Cause I, I want, while I want to make metalcore songs, I, I also love pop punk. And I love the mix of it. That's what's cool about a, a band like Settle Your Scores, too. I mean, and and speaking of Belmont and speaking of them, they're both Mutant League, right? Yep. Uh, you know, and 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 that's kind of cool, the the tie to the first show and then to this, you know, single that's coming out with the feature. Um, we did two music videos with Alex, their cinematographer, which there you thank go. you, Alex. Uh, shout out to Alex Eric. Dude makes some beautiful beautiful videos uh and and that brings it back to chicago too and i I think we feel even though we're in kansas city we're kind of tied into that city in a way i know milwaukee really feels like that but uh you know kansas city like that's that's our new york (laughs) you know so so uh i don't know it's it's gonna be dope to drop that i feel the same way like the you know a day to remember for your strong set your goals kind of vibe always was really fun for me it's like those are the most fun uh i don't know shows songs you know in in my opinion everyone's got their own but uh it's just really it's cool mixing that poppy stuff with the heavier yeah. stuff there it it accesses a cool part of my brain at least i don't i've feel like other people feel that way or it wouldn't be so popular (laughs) same same here i was just explaining to my fiance in the car because she 
you know, she's definitely more of, she's into like indie and alternative and stuff like that. And not really as much into any like metal and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll put on stuff like, like earlier I played Lost in the Static by After the Burial, or I listen, I listen to a lot of like Bear Teeth and Wage War and stuff like that. Uh, my Boys and I Prevail. Uh, listen to way too much of that when she's around but like she she doesn't get the screaming she doesn't understand it and I'm like look it's not it's not about that like eventually you learn what they're saying it's all about the instrument like the instruments and just the the like these beautiful melodies that they're coming up with with these really deep cutting riffs I have a question then how did she feel about ripcord where you are screaming but it's mostly a singing song now, honestly, like, I think she, I think she liked the other one more. Really? Yeah. You know, it's not for everyone. I guess the screaming's not for everyone. We've known that for a long time. <laughs> I just can't understand what he's saying. Okay. <laughs> Listen to something else, but I like this. <laughs> like, I could completely understand where she's coming from, too. It's like, oh, you know, the screaming's, you don't really understand where it's coming from. But if you don't, like, get a chance to, like, really understand where the vocals are coming from, or just how the sound of the vocals and how the sound of those those screams the unclean screams are playing a part with the melodies that are behind it in those verses in those pre-courses in those bridges in those breakdowns as well you miss like it's it's telling the story with that emotion behind it it's the words mean a lot but the vocals end up becoming more of this like instrumental piece behind to really bring that across because like absolutely I'll i'll be honest with you guys like when i first started listening to stuff like I could not, I would, I would never listen to anything that had an unclean screaming. I just couldn't get behind it. Like, I, like my favorite band was Disturbed, and it was like, you know, David Draymond's got an insane voice. Then all of a sudden it transitioned over to like, I'm now I'm just listening to Rise Against like crazy, which I still do yeah. because Rise Against is fucking awesome. But then all of a sudden, like, Linkin Park and Chester Bennington was like the first, like, opening the door of it. And then all of a sudden, started getting into this stuff. Started listening to Architects, just listen to their Holy Hell album, and then it finally clicked. It was like how these unclean vocals work just to tell these stories and tell those emotions. So when you're listening to those and when anyone else is listening to them or anyone else is trying to get into unclean vocals, whether it's on, you know, a, like a death core track or a metal core track, or whether it is on like a pop punk track that has some of those easy core tendencies, like a date remember, or like a chunk, no captain chunk kind of style you're able to get an understanding of where they're coming from and you get a better vibe from them. So then, you know, when people come and listen to you guys' stuff, when you guys have those unclean vocals in there, now it's like, oh shit, I understand where this has come from. I can understand this emotion. I can feel this. So all of a sudden, when you do break out those unclean vocals and it's time for us to throw down the pit, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I, I asked... I, well, I was just going to say, I asked Hunter that because I feel like that song specifically is totally like a gateway drug to the screaming. It's like if you don't, if you never really got into it, but you're like, you know, scream curious, like this is the song that's going to turn you. <laughs> well, the, so the nice thing about like, like some of these like songs that like we're coming up with now is that like we're really incorporating more of these screams into some of the songs as like main driving vocals. And it really brings out the emotions in some of these songs, but like we we're not doing it in the way that like Belmont do, where they almost have these like this this double kick pedal bass like bass like drum beat. Uh, no, it is and, more like Chester meets I don't know, like it's it's more emo and it's more pop punk. It's less uh, like metal. This these. Out of these two new songs that we did, this the one of them, it is very, very new metal. 
yeah. which is but, but for the bridge because the rest of it's really not yeah you know? the rest, <laughs> it's like a the, pop punk song with a new metal bridge it almost gives me like Beartooth vibes to it i vibe which that. i love Beartooth. caleb is one of the sweetest guys i've ever met uh the journey that i've seen that guy go on too is amazing i'm you know i'm proud that i'm proud that the dude can go on social media every day and post shirtless pictures of himself and be happy about it now especially like i do that wait, too if you know <laughs> if, if, <laughs> wait, where's my props dylan dylan, <laughs> dylan you pollute you pollute my insta you pollute i know my insta, i know you dylan. want to unfollow me but then how will you find me <laughs> He doesn't pollute your insta. He he glorifies your insta with yes. sheer great shirtless. I'm just giving a little shine. Yeah. I wake up in the morning, open my Facebook, and I'm like, "Good morning, Dylan." He's gonna set up a fan and just like you know, full like shirt unbuttoned, just like this, like Michael Jackson. Not just one fan, a lot of fans, <laughs> but only fans. <laughs> let's, let's let's be real, Hunter. You wake up in the morning and you open your insta, and Dylan's the first picture, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, good morning, my sweetness," and you kiss your yeah. screen that's just poppy oh, double click oh that's it. right I double click it too <laughs> yep, and then he sends right. me, and then he sends me a text he says gm poppy <laughs> <laughs> i'll say but kind of like jump back to what you were talking about hunter kind of like using caleb like as an inspiration too because it is it isn't like incredible to kind of watch kind of what does have to especially with the release of their new song riptide as well where it's like it still yeah. has that bare tooth energy but like when i first listened to it i couldn't fully get into it because it was missing that like that raw tenacity that I had lo- like really enjoyed from their previous work. But I'm like, wait a minute, this is just that energy is there, but it's just directed yes. to being a lot happier. I'm like, it took exactly. me a while to kind of get into it, but now I'm like, I need to feel happy to feel energized. Put on some fucking riptide, man. My God. Yeah. Well, it- well, I met, I met Caleb back in 2018. And when I met him, like, like he was this really, really shy dude. Like while he was proud of what he, what he does and all that, like, like, the dude's definitely not the most talkative guy in the group. It seems I talked way more to Cameron than I did anybody else, but like Caleb was just really quiet, really focused on what he was doing and like almost, almost shy a bit. And now you, now you see him like, he just seems like happier. It it just motivates me. Like I want to get there. Yeah, I totally understandable. It's like also using it like when it comes to music as well, kind of like bring it all into, you know, with you guys, it, like you guys all like pop punk in some capacity, but then where you guys are taking yeah. other, you know, other influences, bring in, whether it's, you know, 90s pop rock, whether it's, you know, bringing in metalcore, bringing some of those easy core styles or bringing in, you know, kind of inspiration, like as I would be, as I've heard Caleb Shomo describe it, high voltage rock and roll. I'm like, I don't know how you can describe Beartooth any better than that, but like taking all of those different influences and putting them in and having it like the connection point be pop punk, it's going to allow you guys to have the ability to, you know, take your, take what you guys want to do and just expand it all across wherever you guys want to go across or okay we're going to do a song and this kind of feels like oh we want like this like 90s pop rock vibe in there yeah we're going to go there we want to go with that easy core style okay now we're going to put some unclean screams in there we want to bring in you know pop punk meets metalcore and just go full force with the heaviness we'll do that but it allows you guys to just really expand your sound and really take this whole look at it and say we can do so much but with pop punk still being at the core of it it still allows you to have a sound where when people listen to clear fight after they get to know you guys, it's like, okay, when I listen to a song, I know where their core identity is, but they also have the freedom to go 
as many places as they want to be with their sound. So you guys can experiment as much as you fucking want, and it's not going to throw anyone off in the slightest degree. Hunter is Hunter is is oh. Dude, Gabe, we haven't barely heard from you at all. I actually was going to say, like, seeing your frame up here in the corner, I feel like we're all here talking, and then there's, like, this YouTube video playing of this guy going on a journey <laughs> golfing, and we're just, like, it's kind of, like, just in case we need some B-roll to cut to or, like, an interesting story. To- <laughs> oh, hey, look, the golf guy's, uh, it looks like he's getting home. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> The, the the thing is your audio sucks and i can't understand anything you're saying you need you need headphones in uh, if i could understand you i would get you in on the conversation i want i want to hear your voice i want to know how golf went, it no, went okay I, I oh there we go that worked yeah we need you talking closer i just wanted to say though to your point hunter is a lot more versatile than i think <laughs> clear fights catalog has shown so far um oh cleans oh. uh-oh did, I, did my just, video die yeah you just yeah. lost your camera uh oh well can you still hear me well yeah i can yeah, still, hear, still you. hear you okay okay i'll fix the video but basically what i'm getting at is like like he hit the high note on saturday night by uh panic at the disco I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about, but like towards the end of the song, Brendan Urie hits this crazy note. And uh, Hunter just casually were driving in the car in Springfield while we were recording. He's like, oh, yeah, I want to see this. And he just does it. And I'm like, what? Like, so, I mean, this stuff sounds like almost knuckle puck-esque to me sometimes that you're doing with your voice right now. But the versatility isn't just there in in theory and in the theoretically the songs we could write it's also uh like for real man like like hunter can sing anything so we can kind of take it anywhere um but i'm gonna fix my video hold on sorry guys and i was gonna Uh, i was gonna follow up on that i think you know we've started out um we started out being a we'll call it you know like a quintessential pop punk band, right? I mean, that's kind of how we were built. That was kind of a lot of what we were focused on writing is staying within that. And I mean, if you go uh, now and look at any of our socials, any of that, like it, it just says we're a rock band because there's so much flexibility with how, you know, we take these songs these days that um, you listen to the very first single we put out goldmine and there's elements of, like the screaming that that hunter is able to do you know in the bridge there and he he goes in on that bridge but the rest of it's very it's like a very uh melodic pretty sort of song you know and then we've got some songs that are uh very like you know heavy influenced but not really you know still kind of in that rock realm um but it's kind of hard to call it pop punk right i mean there's sometimes we we kind of kind of bend those genres across the borders a little bit and i think that's that i think that's what's helping us more than anything is that we can kind of uh bend genres you know in a really artistic way without seeming like we're immature in our sound or not knowing what we're trying to do it's it's really just like what do we want this song to be about and what do we visualize that you know to be you know and then we just kind of do it and i don't worry about it is this pop punk enough is this 
you know, is it uh, X too much or Y too much? I think it's just like we just try and make good songs, and that's kind of what's what's kind of happened. So go ahead. I no, think, sorry. No, no, no. I just was going to say uh, to elaborate on it. I think it's more that it's like fun, you know. And for musically, I think that we kind of share this thread that like fun is maybe a little more metalcore, a little more easycore, a little more 90s, a little more pop punk. But there's kind of like a sort of a consensus about what kind of feeling and vibe from the music is fun. And uh, and I think that's a lot of what drives like the sound, you know. So I think it comes across as pop punk a lot because it's a really fun genre of music. But, you know, that's why sometimes you'd be like, this almost sounds like Third Eye Blind or something, you know, like, because I, that's fun, too. You know, uh, at the end of the day, our songs are still guitars with distortion and double time and lots of screaming and emotional lyrics. And they definitely fit that pop punk mold. But our inspirations are all across the board. So it's nice. It's nice bringing in these aspects of every every band we love into these songs it's i don't want to say it's almost like we're doing what a date or a member does but it's kind of like it's kind of similar along that vein where they they put out a a, a choir like acoustic song and then the very next song is all drop a sharp gent and like punching you in the face yeah i mean you still call neck deep a pop punk band after in bloom right yes yes i do you know i mean is that really a pop punk record not really i mean have you heard the b-sides <laughs> people called green day a pop punk band until billy joe told them to stop yeah i mean yeah. i know, still call like, him one i didn't know maybe he needs to fight <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. green day's arena pop punk <laughs> Yeah, but I do want to jump on one thing that Cole had said, where it's like when it comes to, you know, your socials, you guys are putting it across as a rock band instead of a pop punk band. And with other bands that I have talked to recently, specifically ones that do have more of this wide ranging sound, it's one thing I've seen from them is they've been having trouble, you know, getting on certain bills and getting on certain tour packages based on the fact that it's like, okay, you know, no one it's you're just not really sure where to put them people aren't these promoters are not really sure how they're going to end up working within you know one specific segment over the other and how it's all going to flow and if you guys i think you know it's a smart move because if you guys put yourself out there you know like on streaming as a pop punk band okay what is okay now what bands can you play with you you're got only a family really, yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's, you're, you're kind it's of, you kind like of like what is pop punk you know? yeah yeah well, philosophically but what you're saying is absolutely true you know like we can make whatever we want but you're right there is more community and more family in metalcore and pop punk than there is in rock which you know radio drove for so long and now radio is going through it's call it death call it rebirth whatever it is uh yeah like pop punk is like grassroots vibes and 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 yeah i totally see what you're saying i think you're right you know i think that colt and i were in a band before this where we were a rock band and we had so much trouble finding community and finding other bands to tour with even genre so wide in for interpretation that you like 
people don't know what to expect from you. And it, it almost makes them more reticent to check you out. They're like, do I, I don't know. Am I going to like this? You say, Hey, it's pop punk. They're like, I like pop punk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or if it's like metalcore, it's like, I go to shows that are metalcore shows all the time. And it's just like, okay, we're, who are the openers? I'm like, I don't know these openers, but you know, if I'm going to be at a show and all of a sudden you guys are openers, I'm able to get a pick going. Like, you know, I'm definitely going to be more into check it. I'm going to be more likely to check them out and get into them off of that. I mean, that's pretty much how I got into like fit for a King. And that's how I found out about ice nine kills was by doing just that. I'm just like, no, oh, I think I this found rules. something. Here. Yeah. Like, like it's, like, it's <laughs> well, that crazy. But on top of it too, you know, again, I've seen a lot of bands have trouble with unique sounds getting on certain bills and, you know, classify yourself as, you know, more of a rock band. It's where it can work out as, you know, now it's like people, you know, if they're going to put you on a bill, it's like, okay, that can go a little bit more widespread. But I do understand the point that you just made, Dylan, where it comes to, you know, you and Colt in a previous band and had to struggle because you missed out on that like, connection of family. Yep. Like one thing I think you guys can do is like, I'll use a day to remember, for example, it's like, yeah, easy core. Well, think about like, I mean, no, there's really no one bef- be- like before them that really did anything like that. But look at the like the bills that they got on going up and now the ones that they're putting together. I mean, I saw them play on, on a tour where they headlined it. It was I Prevail and Beartooth. And now they're going to be doing Ghost Inside Beartooth and Bad Omens. And it all That's works sick. out. Hell, they could play with like I've, they could play with like, you know, pop bands. They're going to they're going well, to go like, like bring me the horizon. It was going to hinder. Work. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it would freaking work. And yeah. like what I'm thinking about with you guys is if you guys labeled it you know potentially in a certain way where it kind of like it 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 doesn't like you know doesn't like box you in in a certain spot but it also allows you to kind of like express more of like exactly what you guys are that might be where all of a sudden like okay now you know we could put you put them out like a bill with a bunch of pop punk bands like with Belmont super american perfect it fits all of a sudden a like band to do more the easy course i like a day to remember and chunk no captain chunk boom it fits put these guys on a metal core style uh kind of kind of run yeah this could actually work out just fine hell i saw movements freaking in between kubla khan and knocked loose and it freaking (laughs) worked it worked that's awesome i will say in my last band the last show that we did recently like we're mainly a pop punk easy core band and we played on the Attila day drinking tour and the fans there loved it they went crazy so like the the mix between all the different genres and I like to call it the the scene the warp tour style bands like the potential for those type of shows and those just genre bending tours is is definitely there though absolutely because i mean even with like some of the some of the like festivals i'm seeing now too it's like you know more of the rock and metal ones as well like they're bringing in sometimes you know a couple other genres as well not as much as like warp tour had done but i'm seeing it come around a little bit more now and then where it's like okay why is like all of a sudden ice cube is playing or you know classic like wu-tang clan is playing or three six mafia is playing or uh, i'm trying to think of a couple others that would be consistently playing you know like a random show or like like when riot fest puts together some random wacky thing like when they get the village people to show up and people do a wall of death to the ymca like it can work like you can put together some really wacky insane packages and you guys have the ability to fit on so many of these things based off of the energy that you bring based off of the fun that your songs bring to the crowd just really based off of all of that you know okay and i think like 
here because we've been talking about this too the the admirable thing that we're kind of touching on with like someone like a data remember taking out bands like Beartooth and i prevail um i kind of have like i take a, a little bit of almost personal issue to speaking of pop punk which it, you know man overboard fan you know gotta defend pop punk uh uh-huh. To to MGK doing literally the exact fucking opposite, where uh you know it's all um it's like a it's like a it's like a club you know but there's there's no story so far neck deep going on tour with him like what what is this I know it's fucking low hanging fruit to say something about MGK on your podcast but like fuck you dude sorry you know. <laughs> As, as time has gone on, that has been a m- more and more of a consistent rhetoric on this podcast. I'm sure, man. <laughs> pop punk bands are sitting here watching him, uh, you know, suck the lifeblood out of the genre. And then all the, the only people he's taking on tour are, are pop stars, even Avril Lavigne. And I worked with John Feldman, a previous band that I was in. I, I, Josephine Collective, long time ago. Probably never heard of us, but... He <laughs> is he's a he's a kingmaker. He can do whatever he wants. He can take anyone and make them as big as he wants to make them. Avril is already there. And as pop punk as she is, and as much as she was big in the genre, you know, back then too, it's like they're all pop stars already. These aren't people who are hungry, touring in vans and and you know, doing what they can to get by. And, and believing in this genre and playing sweaty shows to 50 people in a basement, you know, like you got a platform, you got so much headroom, you're not hurting for money, you're using the genre to ride it, you got Travis Barker giving you all this cred, and you got nobody that you're bringing up from the dirt, like, that's crazy to me, sorry, well, I'm done, and, rant over. Any, anybody who tries to use the excuse of oh it's it's not it's not his choice it's the label's choice or it's it's management's choice or whatever look at a band like Foo Fighters who have brought literally a band from nothing who have no fans and they just found out about them and bring them out and play you know a packed freaking arena show and blow them up right or or he's like here I'll produce your record for you just because I think you're good You know, I mean, there's a difference between coming in and kind of being at the top of a scene because you want to make it better and also, you know, be a part of it. And then just leeching off of the scene to make your own fans because you couldn't cut it in a different genre. So you had to go steal another genre's fans by calling it pop punk. when Really, it's top 40 hits and you're just calling it pop punk because it, you know, may have some guitar in it, which is, you know, what, the first time in 10 years, something on the radio had guitar in it, apparently, according to MGK. So, you know. (laughs) I even saw Smart Death talk about that. And, you know, he's working with Malpass and Lil' Aaron. And, like, Smart Death is way underrated. Misfit has, like, 150K views on YouTube, which is ludicrous. Mm -hmm. It's such a good song. And it's just so. And I even saw him saying, yeah, apparently, literally, there's been no guitar on anything for 10 years straight and it, it it's not it's bait it's billboard making bait saying oh the savior the prince of pop punk you know it's all click it's all controversy it's all engagement here we are talking about it too but knowing that okay we've moved past that we know that now let's assess what's actually happening where where is the 
the leg up, you know, for literally a single leg. Day, take take the story so far out and I'll shut up. You know? At the end of the day, it hasn't it hasn't benefited our genre. But the thing is, is like it's not only MGK that isn't benefiting our genre anymore. Bands like Neck Deep and stuff like that aren't benefiting the genre anymore. They're also taking away from the genre. They're going on tour and they're not taking small bands with 10,000, 15,000 listeners on tour. They're taking bands with 1 million to 3 million listeners on tour as their openers. It's it's the same thing. Yeah, they're filling a smaller a smaller theater of 2,000 people, but I mean, still, like, I, I when I went and saw Knuckle Puck on tour a while ago, they play they played at the, uh, the Fillmore in Detroit, and like, Knuckle Puck had it was like Honey and Oso Oso, and uh, I can't remember what the other band was. It may have been C- Citizen. It was Citizen. Citizen. It was Citizen, and like, the thing is, is like at the time, Honey and Oso Oso, like, I'm not sure where they're sitting at right now, but at the time, they, I mean, they weren't these. They definitely weren't these massive heavy hitters like Knuckle Puck, but like Neck Deep aren't taking bands like that on tour. You know, I wonder how much of that is them coming from the UK. And then I don't know the UK scene, so I don't know if they're doing that over there. But like, I wonder how hard it is to like even know who those bands are if you're in a completely different country most of the time. But I mean, the thing they is, got agents, like, they got, you know, you can ask you who's who's the hungry band well, who's really after it right can, now. Get, get us out with them. Like, Let's, yeah, I've, I've heard they consider like their hometown show area to be Florida. So Guys, like look at the are, golf man. He's walking around. It. He's lost. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he's going to have good connection now. Oh, can we hear him now? God. Gabe, we need you to chime in. We haven't heard from you at all. Uh, I mean, what do you want me to chime in on? You guys have been... Oh, really we good. can hear him. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. I can hear him. And he Under looks so mic. beautiful. Stay here with us. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Strictly 80s Joel for a minute, you know? <laughs> well, uh, uh, I want to know I, how your I'm golf game of, went. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, it was my first game ever, and I like one hole. I almost made a hole in one, and after that, I was just crap. <laughs> Horseshoes and hand grenades, baby. I don't want to hear about almost. Yeah, almost. Hard <laughs> <My job>. <laughs> he was like, we played at this course. It was called like Jerry's Amazing Putt Putt or something like that. <laughs> the three hundred yeah. yard drive is me trying to hit cars in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you like happy Gilmore, but at a putt putt course. It's top golf, but it's high golf. It's all in the hips. And it's featuring me. It's all you know, and right outside of Indianapolis on Interstate 69, there's a top golf in Noblesville, Indiana. And like this top golf is right next to the like eight lane interstate. And they just have the giant, the giant like fence and all that. But like I can't imagine that the fence is small enough to catch golf balls. The netting looks gigantic. It looks like there's lots like of Like the holes, holes are this big and it's like, good yeah, luck. like a football can fit through it. Anyone driving like, yeah. through, good luck. <laughs> and I've been seeing those TikToks of people doing crazy stuff in Top Golf that it's scary. 
It is. We're kind of jumping back to the whole entire, you know, music conversation we were having before this a little bit. Kind of bringing up, like, the MGK thing is. Sorry. Like, no, it's, it's totally fine. I loved hearing about this Ram shit, but, like, I had some of mine, like, I really want to put out there. Where oh, it was, please. Like, if it's like, about him. Yeah. Well, like, when it was all starting up, it was, like, kind of him starting up with this stuff. I kind of looked at it as a potential positive because of how he was using TikTok for this, where all of a sudden this could potentially bring more kids into the genre. Like, it had Sweet the potential go. at the beginning. At the beginning. Yeah, no, but, Swaco is kicking his ass on TikTok. Just saying, Swaco rules TikTok. I'm not. I'm not on TikTok very much. I'm on TikTok to post super cuts of the podcast, and that's that's where you it. gotta be. You gotta be on TikTok. I'm, I'm like, I'm on there. I'm on there. Trust me, I'm on there. I just haven't hit. I just haven't really hit on much yeah, yet. I except me neither. I've hit on I've hit on one super cut of a podcast where one guy told me about a night a bender that he went on, and then he woke up wanting to be like, "Oh God, kill me! I hate this. Like this is terrible. I want to die." Then wrote a song about it, and it was their band's best song so far. So that actually had a pretty good viewing. Okay, on the but, Swaco, the quintessential Swaco video. <laughs> The quintessential Swaco video is like the one where he's like, when you show up to the studio and the, I don't know, basically they like, he, they think he's a rapper and then the guy, he, it's him and him, it's him and himself. But anyway, I mean, I love TikTok. I love all the mediums. I love the way everything's expanding. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I love it. You know, it's great for everything. I want it to go away. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. It's so cool for everyone and everything to have all these new ways to get out there. It's so vapid. Um, but no, no, no. To, 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 to MGK, it's like, dude, fucking rules at what he's doing, but it's because of the team. And I just want that to like lift everything and not just be yeah. like, you know, his next album he makes is gonna be a rap album. And then oh, yeah. he's already said that. Yeah, and then it's gonna be everyone just sitting there going, uh why do why does no one like pop punk anymore? So like, well, could they're following the spotlight, well, you know? Yeah. No, they're not following I don't know. I yeah. just like we'll plant some I mean, seeds here before you dip out, maybe. I will say, I will say, while he's not planting seeds, it is up to bands like us to take what he is setting in stone. I literally made a song called back. Poser. I uh, I will say one of our one of our new songs that we recorded. Me personally, I think it definitely gives gives a lot of vibes of like uh, tickets to my downfall and stuff yeah, like that. Which agreed. you know, love it, love it or hate it. What he's done to the genre, I still think it is a beautifully produced album. Travis Barker's awesome. You're right. So is oh, John yeah. Feldman. And the songs, hate them or love them, are they're solid, too catchy, it's great they're music, too catchy, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't I mean, mean I, anything for the pop punk genre. Yeah, I mean, nope. Adele writes catchy songs that gets her Grammys. It doesn't make it pop punk. Yeah, well, Adele writes catchy songs that get her Grammys, and it doesn't mean some girl singing her ass off in a coffee shop down the street's getting blown up either. But I don't know, man. Like, just do like a tiny bit of research, right? You know? Yeah, but, but like the, the like, point. Take that, us on tour, and I'll shut up. That's I'll it. say the point you guys brought up. Yes, was, please. The yeah, the point you guys brought up that was perfect was like again. It was using like MGK example because I thought that it could have been a potentially good thing. But, you know, as time has gone on, I mean, you're seeing what I saw was 
he was trying to use what he had learned in like you know when rap and hip hop and use it to try and build up in the in, you know in the in the rock scene pop punk and using Mel's well where it was instead of creating that whole entire family vibe it was all me 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 and starting controversy to get yep. that kind of back and forth spotlight on like the like, like you the, didn't the, get the, enough attention as a kid dude we get like, it like the like the stuff <laughs> with Corey Taylor and all that stuff and all of a sudden you know people hating him for it because it wasn't. It's not that hip hop kind of crowd. It's a rock and metal crowd. It's a family kind of thing. But then what you guys brought up about, you know, him going out on tour and not taking, you know, someone that's, you know, tr- hungry, trying to come up and you're taking a look at these other rock and metal tours. And I'm looking at some of these, I'm like taking a like they're bringing on people that, you know, you would think are, you, you don't even know, but then you go and see him play live. You're like, holy shit, these guys are awesome. Yeah. Thinking about a couple it's of out them. there. Like this was uh, in March. From Ashes to New did a headlining tour. It was them and Fire from the Gods. And the three bands they brought on with them, Blind Channel, which is from Finland, and it was their first U.S. run because they were getting popular over there. They brought this band called Kim Collapse on, who's been on this podcast many a times. They brought them on. They brought this band called Above Snakes on. And it's like they're bringing on, you know, they're still not playing the largest rooms at this point, but they're bringing on more of these bands. Uh, Dayseeker, they played, they had the Sleep Talk tour where they did a Sleep Talk in its entirety. And they brought Thornhill from Australia, holding absence from the UK and caskets from the UK. And that show was fucking insane. I know that's a big deal because I've never heard of any of those three bands you just said. Like, that's huge. <laughs> They're fucking, yeah, dude, like lift, lift people up. You know, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I take a bit of a whatever. It pisses me off. That's what I meant to say. At the, end of, the, at, at the end of the day, if you want to like see like a pop punk band actually like play a show and like do it correctly come out of september and come see us oh absolutely so where is that show being played in september so that everyone can get a listen to of where it's going to be at it's at uh it's at a venue called vivo in uh overland park kansas on september 17th and it's going to have us along with uh, a band called Such Luck from this area as well. Uh, and then we've got uh, our friends in uh, Wes Hoffman and friends from St. Louis coming out to play that show along with uh, a couple of our bands, uh, Camp out of Kansas City. It's a really great email band, love their music. And then super uh, the good. Li- yeah. And then the Life I Love, uh, who's out of here as well. And they're kind of a uh, more of a pop rock sort of sort of band and we've known uh chris and and that gang for quite a long time so uh it's gonna be a really cool show and it's like i think it's like 10 or 15 bucks to get in the door for five (laughs) really good bands and um just gonna be having a having a good old blast uh finishing off the summer so i will say it's it's a real full circle moment for me too because uh the the whole way that i met colt i wasn't from me like meeting them as like a musician to musician or anything like that it was like four four actually more like five years ago now i i just i had gone through a bad breakup and he was he was in in his previous band such luck which who are playing the show with us and their their ep that they released just really like hit hit me in terms of like what i was going through at the time so little obsessive hunter at the time was like, I'm going to add every single one of those dudes on Facebook <laughs> because of the time I, I would add, I, I mean, still add everybody on Facebook. If it's somebody I'm like, you know what? I, I like what you're doing, man. Send them a friend request. At the end of the day, they don't have to accept me, 
but they all did. And then eventually I saw Colton looking, looking to looking for a singer for a project. And I was like, Oh, he's looking for somebody to maybe like sing on a song or something. That's kind of cool. Like I, I was doing my, my own personal project at the time. Uh, and not everybody really seemed super, super motivated to do it. Uh, anytime I wanted to write or record or play shows, just nobody, nobody was down. You know, half the time, nobody showed up for practices. And like, it was just a real bummer. So when I saw Colton like put out, put out that post, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do a song. I did not expect it to end up where we are right now. I mean, even now, I, I think there's, Oh, we have so much, so much farther to go. Like we are still such a, such a young band. Oh, we're, we've only been around like, like eight months, like not even a whole year now. Yeah. And you're, and like you said, your first show was playing in a support for Belmont, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Given the fact that when it comes to kind of pop punk, it's, I know Belmont's not, you know, the biggest name in pop punk, but they do have more of a unique sound to them to the point where you go to their shows and say they're playing like a room of like two, 300 people, max capacity. That's going to be what the show's going to be. It's going to be at that max capacity. Like they're not going and playing like the, you know, rooms that are like, oh, you know, we're playing 200 cap room and 50 people show up. No, that room is packed. So your first show, you got to taste that full fledged audience right there. And I mean, you guys yeah. are only eight months into this. I mean, come on. Like, th- like there's so much more on the horizon for you guys. You just got to stay hungry for it. Absolutely. Oh, and we're the, definitely hungry. The, the benefit of this band, you know, I think where we have a, a leg up on a lot of this is, you know, this isn't my, this isn't my first rodeo at, you know, doing this on a, a decent scale. I mean, you know, such luck had a lot of good opportunity playing with state champs, snuffle puck, citizen bands like that so we're kind of used to like those two 300 400 cap you know venues full of people and kind of getting over that initial you know almost like stage fright or nervousness a lot of new bands go through like that doesn't really phase me anymore um and dylan i mean has done it on an even larger (laughs) capacity with josephine so we've had like a lot of good opportunity and and mime game when we were in a band together i mean you know, we, we got to play Still What Fest down in, in Dallas with Zemer and, and his crew and stuff. And so we've we've had a lot of fun, you know, playing that type of environment. It's, so I think it's not it's, new for us. Yeah. And we're excited to get back to doing it more because, you know, with COVID, uh, I didn't know when it would be the next time that we got to play shows like that, whatever band it was, right? I mean, I left Such Luck in 2019 and then, I think probably about six, seven months after that is when COVID hit. So, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm kind of glad I'm not in a band, right? Because navigating those waters, having a project you're responsible for and just trying to keep everybody healthy and and honestly alive during all that is just, that's scary, right? Um, and you know a lot of musician um, friends that are making their 100% living off of this. And when something like that derails them, you're more concerned about them than you are, you know, when do I get to play your next show? But after a while, you start wondering, right? Uh, when do you play your next show? When do you get to enjoy this again? And um, I'm, you know, like, I'm thankful that, you know, Hunter and I met and um, I just got oh, the itch to you. start writing. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. Um, but, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just glad I had the itch to start writing again because, um, you know, Hunter and I wouldn't have really started talking and um, it wouldn't have given a, 
an opportunity for for Gabe to you know start playing in something right when he got back to Kansas City and Dylan and I to reconnect and you know I mean there's just so into the writing me out of Indiana to to the writing too though because the cool thing about this and I'm gonna toot my own horn for two fucking seconds but we've been writing for like a year now that was it. (laughs) It was two seconds. Was all right. Two seconds. <laughs> keep, going, keep going. I was want to have some fun with that one. No, no, no. I mean, that's it. Colt can elaborate on that if he wants to. But we, we've, I haven't been in this band for. I don't even know if I'm really in this. Am I in the band? Am I? Am I in? Like, <laughs> oh, you're on. You're on the interview. So I guess. Oh, yeah. I, I would yeah. assume so at this now. point. <laughs> but Colt and I have been. I I do another thing. It's like sad boy rap. Like I call myself Dead Idol. You'd probably hate it and whatever but we had been in bands together for a long time and uh i started helping like kind of write some of the stuff you know and then i met hunter and i was like holy shit so i can write stuff that's like like, out of my range but he can hit okay uh you know and, and and colt and i were sitting down like many many nights just you know and i i to me it was this is really fun uh and you know like i don't know they're like what seven eight ten songs and like i'm maybe on like four or five of them some something you know like uh and and, and it was dope it's just like us being homies and writing music together but when we went out to record with this lovely gentleman right here oh it's clear so i can flip it around and it'll actually <laughs> no, flip read, the right? other way the other flip way the other way <laughs> Okay, well, my camera looked okay. Cool. There. Yeah. That uh, uh, so, like, I, I'm I'm trying to get on my producer game. I'm all right, man. Oh my god, this guy, uh, being out there and just all of us being friends, making music together, but like it, like it finally like kind of culminated in being like, wait, why am like I I don't know. I can I I could just be in the band anyway, right? You know, like. Fuck yeah, like, and I don't know. So that's why when you're like, oh, I don't have all your names. I was looking for a roster. I can find is bro. This is you're watching it form the the birth of the universe before your very <laughs> maybe a little dramatic, but that's what I do. That's what I bring to the table. <laughs> Damn, maybe I should have done shrooms before this just for that analogy alone. I did, but it was like... yesterday. and the day before that and the day before that i I will say the the writing session that we did in springfield with kevin from reach audio was an amazing experience those those songs that we put out with him are i think some of the best that we've done so far uh you know we still have a we have a song coming out august 5th obviously save it uh, that I'm super, 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 super feature, excited man. about. That feature is going to blow minds. I will. Uh, you Colton, should. You uh, should speak on that. So, yes, speak on we, that, please. Me, me and Colin are sitting writing these songs. Uh, uh, saving and Split Tongue around the same time. Split Tongue we've already had out for a while, obviously. Uh, Save it was meant to drop around the same time, but then like you know things lined up a little differently. We signed a record deal. Uh, you know things happen. Yeah, so you just you you just decided to save it at that point. Yes, we saved (laughs) we saved save it. So uh, it's finally coming out for people, and uh, obviously it's featuring Christian from Settle Your Scores. Uh, Settle 
settle your scores and blades. Uh, and one, Christian is an amazing human being. Like the the guy's such a such such a charming person to talk to. Uh, but he has such a beautiful voice, and it really tied the song together. Uh, I what exactly did he say, Colin? We when we sent them, we sent them a song, and we were like, "Can you can you sing this part?" And he, uh, I don't remember his exact well, quote. Well, it it started out more of I I sent him the song, and I was like, "Hey, like, do you have any interest in featuring on this?" And it was it, it wasn't even like a let me think about it. Let me get back to you. He listened to it. And literally within like a couple minutes, he was like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. You know, and it probably took him a week to, to track it and send over his vocal stems. I mean, it was quick and um, he loved it because this song definitely has a lot more of that, you know, nineties inspired, like, you know, third eye blind, Goo Goo Dolls, Everclear sort of vibe mixed in with more modern pop punk vibes. It's really, it's really fun. And, um, the thing that Christian I think was worried about is how high the vocal part was. And he's like, I haven't hit like vocal vocals like this in a long time. Like he was like worried about hitting some of the notes because it, you know, he just doesn't really do that anymore. You know, he's like um, not as much. And so he, he, it didn't take him more than a couple takes though. I mean, he nailed it. Um, and we heard it when he sent it over and we we're just like, Holy shit, man! Like this is gonna be yeah, insane. It's, it's, like dropping this, so it is solid. insane. It's very cool. I can't wait yeah. for people to hear it. <laughs> yeah, from and then we live showed it's been their favorite so far. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of people. You know, I mean, we had to drop it. Um, we could have held off. You know, I mean, August is a little. It's early. I mean, we just you know put out dropout. You know, not even a month ago and. Um, we had the option to kind of hold off a little bit, but I think, man, Save It is just such a good, like, summer bop sort of a song, and it just would have felt like a travesty not putting it out during the summer, so I'm like, I'd rather drop it uh, a little early than, you know, feel like, man, October is just a weird time for the song to come out, so I'm really glad it's coming out when it is, um, and we're, you know, we were lucky enough that early on, like when we first started as band, we formed a good relationship with Seth Anderson and he, he mixed this song for us and uh, came out awesome. And then, um, you know, John, uh, well, originally uh, our buddy, John Leclerio is who mastered uh, this along with Split Tongue when they were going to drop as like a split single. Um, but uh the, the final version you're going to hear is actually mastered by Chris Crummett, which uh, he did a fantastic job uh, on that as well. Um, and, you know, that was kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing pairing that up. Uh, one of my favorite albums uh, in the pop punk world is Copacetic by Knuckle Puck. And that was kind of the combination of that album was Seth doing the production and engineering and Chris doing the mastering. And so being able to have something that we did, uh, with that same combination, it's just like, is it is it copacetic? No, I don't know many albums in pop punk that are copacetic these days. But is it really freaking cool that we can say the same combo. guys touched it? It's pretty yeah. awesome, and it's yeah. and and the song will speak for itself on how good of a job they did in helping Absolutely. you know enhance it. So. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, me being able to listen to the song and get my own little take on it to kind of see where you guys are coming from. Seeing Christian on that as well, kind of, you know, seeing where 
Hunter, your vocals are coming from and seeing how Christian was played in there. It really did a good job to kind of break up the verses a little bit because at that point in time too, you hear his verse come in on it. You get a completed perspective on where the song is coming from just based off that sound and that verse. And when it comes to, you know, talking about releasing it during the summer as well, instead of waiting to like October, two things stick in my mind with this song is a positive for that. One, if it was released say back, like you're going to wait until October for it. October is typically like, especially when it comes to anything rock and metal, that's like the busiest month for releases for anybody. So the last thing you guys would want to do in that instance is potentially just release this during a time when people are listening to a lot of new music, but at the same point in time, just get you know left behind because of all the other noise that's going on around that time. But the other reason is because of what you said, Cole, is like, you know, it has that summer vibe kind of feel to it. It does because <laughs> it has a little bit more of this fun, upbeat, up, up style kind of energy to it, where if you're asking me what kind of like it kind of felt like, where I kind of looked at it was imagine less than Jake, take away the horns and keep your like pop punk core to it. That's the energy. It felt like it had that kind of like this fun, more upbeat kind of feel to it, where when you release it during summer, you guys are going to play this song live. This is going to be the one that's going to get people really moving. This is one that gets good people to just not be able to sit still. And if they're at the bar ordering drinks, they're probably going to end up putting their money down and coming and watching you guys play because well, who wants to be sat at the bar getting a drink when this shit's playing? Let's be real. Yeah. Vibes. I mean, I, I will say I've gotten a lot of my like vocal advice from most many of my friends who are singers. I, I mean, I've gotten vocal advice from Dylan, obviously, more recently. But back, I mean, a, a lot of my like early vocal advice I was getting from my friend Kellen and stacked like pancakes. And they're strictly ska. So, are they like, in Texas? Are they Texas, man? They were in Houston they or San Antonio, Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, okay, never Which, mind. Sorry, we we. I mean, I I love them. They 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 make some some great stuff. They're definitely not ska anymore. They're brass rock, and I will continue to support them in their claim of brass rock. I've never heard of that. Uh, nobody else has either. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was like, man, old man's getting out like of touch. Pancakes, <laughs> like pancakes are brass rock. <laughs> but uh uh no uh i either either him or dylan from i prevail they're the they're the ones who have given me the most vocal advice wait so like it's the same name as me <laughs> yes yeah yeah i have to dylan fight him me vocal advice. does he spell it d-i-l-l-o-n no good it's d-y-l-a-n tell him he can never spell it my way <laughs> I, I'll let ever him not even once <laughs> <laughs> But so, but anyways, like growing up, I did 10 years of choir. So all of my original like singing, like prowess and stuff was all like falsetto and stuff like that. And then like, once I started hanging out with my dad in his studio and listening to him mix like these different like rock bands and like horror punk and metal bands and stuff out in like Fort Wayne, Indiana, I started branching out more into that music. And then once I made friends in these like random genres, it kind of like has, it's led me to explore a lot with my voice. Like whether I'm trying to sing like with lots of vibrato or I'm just trying to belt some na the nastiest screams I can. I, I definitely like to flex my vocal chops, I will say. Well, when we jump into the same a little bit more, it's just like when I was listening to your vocal style as well, as you know, you're going through the verses into the chorus, as you were building up on that from your perspective, Hunter, 
just there was this like rougher kind of like scratch the back of your vocals which a lot also did remind me of less than jake as well so kind of hearing that you come from an influence you know vocally from some people are giving you influence from scott it does make a lot of sense but it, it brought this like roughness to it that added to that energy as you were going forward in the song as well so hearing that and hearing you know what you guys did with a couple of your other songs as well specifically drop by you know we're getting a little bit of a different perspective of, you know between those two songs yeah it's you're really showing again the fact of something that we spoke to earlier where just the ability that you guys have to really expand your reach expand your experimental style all across the like all across the board but still i have it you know still sound like you guys and still fit basically wherever you want it to fit and feel like wherever you want it to feel it does make a lot of sense because you guys have the range and you guys have the talent to do it now the biggest thing is how do we get everyone else to recognize this uh that has been a that has well, been a, a i'm, gonna, so far. I'm oh. gonna make my dick pics the first result on google <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm sorry. Dude, like Pete it's, the wrong, Dude, it's the wrong. It's the wrong kind Wentz of. Did it. Yeah, and I'm playing bass, so it's just Pete perfect. Wentz did it. No, it you got to Pete Wentz crawled so that I could walk. most quotable moment of this podcast. God damn it! Wait, wait what do you say, Gabe? You got to be like Howie Mandel and send that TikTok. No, yeah, exactly. No. I, I mean, it's all everyone's been talking about for fucking weeks. So what? What? What does that teach us, guys? All right, I mean, class is in session. Say, Show your ass on the internet. Class dismissed. <laughs> I will say, so far we have the biggest following on Facebook, which we probably do the least posting on. Uh, uh we post the most probably on TikTok which has been the hardest to grow on. Uh, we found a couple, I, I, I was doing one video series on like, like what your favorite pop punk band says about you. And like that got, no, those were good. Reviews. I mean, yeah, but the they thing is, is that they're not original. They're not original. Like, yeah. I, I just feel like a shill on TikTok. Like I know it's good to engage the, in the, the like common trends. But I, I know you, but like, you're right. You're on to something. It is yeah. a little. It almost makes just, you feel like a copycat. It's a little but like flat. everybody follows the trend. Kind of flat. Yeah. Here I am doing a thing. Oh, subscribe yeah. and like. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's here's, like... here's the thing, though. I mean, this band has never been about how, how many people can we get this in front of, and let's try True. and blow it up, and all this. Like, I, I, I can give a shit about that i i don't really give a flying fuck if this band gets famous because it's not what i started for like i started it because i wanted to write cool music and have fun with my friends and if other people like it don't and if they don't that's okay because if they don't you know i've yeah right because <laughs> i've done the let's take this super serious and try and become the big bad band in town it's not and, fun. no it's not fun and and the other thing is even if you get a modicum of that success, uh, it, it's not really fulfilling because you just want more of it. And so when when is enough enough? It's never enough because, I mean, you see band people like MGK, you know, who it's never enough for them. They have to keep moving around, find a new, you know, <laughs> find a new ways to to get even more famous and more more in the spotlight. And like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, that's why I just we want to write good music articles like 
MGK smashed the bottle on his head a fucking week ago. Cool, dude. Uh, get help. Like he does that, he does that stuff for the headlines. <laughs> From a so place of love, I, I love your music, and you have a daughter, and you seem like a nice guy outside of, like, how bad you want attention. So, like, get help. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't even think but, it's a situation of him needing help. The, the thing no, is, he is does. He's, he's, well, I all feel, right, hold on. I hold feel on, like he's followed by. Sorry, Hunter. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get on another MGK tangent because I couldn't give a flying shit about that asshole. My <laughs> my whole point. My whole point is that you know, bringing up like how do we get other people to hear it? Honestly, I think it's just that we keep putting out good music, and when it's our time, it's our time. That's how it's going to be. Because like, yeah, are we going to do our due diligence? Getting you know, doing the whole let's get on playlists let's play good shows let's you know do this that, do it's podcasts right i mean like we're gonna we're gonna be on podcasts we're gonna get our music on playlists we're gonna play as many cool shows as we can uh but that's the joy of being in a band uh when it becomes catering our enjoyment to what gets the most people instead of what brings us the most enjoyment and hopefully that just becomes infectious to the people listening and, and watching us play like the minute that that transition happens it's like that's not it's not this band anymore it's just some shit that we didn't sign up for that we're you know feels like we're being forced to do and that's you know it's oh, where yeah. like cody yeah, and absolutely. you know um you know theoria like those dudes are a fantastic label to work with because they they see that vision and that's that's 100 what they want for us they don't want to change us to be something that we're not you know they just are embracing exactly how we want this band to 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 look sound feel all of that and they're just trying to you know enrich that so it's it's really awesome pairing up with them and um you know starting to see like the fans that we are getting they're very much the same way it's all just kind of like yo this music's tight i found it on this playlist uh when's your next show right it's not like bands coming out being like oh this band sounds like that band and this band like that's kind of how the pop punk scene was when i started playing it was just like everybody had to compare to everybody else and it was like a big pissing contest in high school and it's stopped being like that i feel like when the scene started changing a little bit with mgk like the the original pop punk bands are less like trying to compare against each other and it's now like becoming a better community than it was before mgk but it's not really because of him it's just like everybody's like there's the new sound and then there's kind of like the old sound and i feel like a lot of the old sound pop punk bands are just kind of like yo you're sick yeah this band's sick too let's like you know promote everybody and try and just like bring everybody oh my god and that's yeah that's kind of the vibe that's kind of the vibe that like why i say maybe we don't classify as a pop punk band but like I embrace that community a ton because I think it's it's helped us a lot. I just don't want us to pigeonhole ourselves and saying we're only a pop punk band because our music kind of, like I said, it kind of bends genres a little bit. But um, I've seen some amazing stuff from that community in the last few years. So, yeah, I mean, it's I'm not too worried about blowing up in that regard. Like, how do we get other people to hear it? I think the community is just making sure that people hear good music when it deserves to be heard and we're just trying to be a good member of that community by making good music and honestly i just want to i just want to write songs that help people at the end of the day like i want to write songs that people listen to and they find some meaning out of for themselves because that's that was why i started 
writing my own music and playing music and learning how to play guitar. My first tattoo I ever got was a 21 Pilots tattoo, terrified of needles. But now you'll see I'm like covered in tattoos because once I got that first one, I fell in love with it. My second tattoo I got was a neck deep tattoo. And it was just like song lyrics that like had a lot of meaning to me. But like it, that, that sense of community in pop punk was something that I always loved. And while we do write songs that, can bend and break that genre uh i do i do i uh, feel a, a a sense of home in that community i think kind of maybe the best way to potentially even wrap this up fully is when it comes to the stuff that you guys are making when it comes to your aspirations as a band when it comes to you know you don't want you don't want to just like take it so seriously where you want to just be the biggest band ever and then have to just you know go and just try and get as many people to listen to you. What you guys, it seems like, truly want out of this is what you want is what I would say is my version of success, which success is relative to happiness, where you guys just want to make sure that you are the haps of and you are just reaching your life's goals, where it's whether it's making good music, whether it's just making songs that reach out to people, whether it's just finding you know personal happiness within yourself, just making sure that you're living life the happiest that you can and sharing that positivity with the rest of the world through your music. And if you guys are able to hit on that, then that means, you know, in this life, you are fucking successful. There you go. Absolutely. Do you have the community around you that is now, you know, supporting as as more, more supportive than they were beforehand? Kind of maybe thanks MGK, but in spite of MGK in a certain way too, to kind of put it that way. Where yes. it's like, I yeah, mean, you know, f- fuck, fuck the guy. rat race. He's in the rat race. Okay. Yeah, where it's like where it's like you're seeing, you know, when you're in kind of like <laughs> when you're when you're in for it just for the money and when you're in for it for the love of it, it's you're seeing that community focus more on how the bands I will are say for this, the love though, of it. And I, and I will I will give him the benefit of the doubt in this too. I think when you love it, it comes through. And I think that's how it started. I think that's why he's popular. Like if you even go back to Hotel Diablo and you listen to his hip hop albums before this, it's good stuff. He's he's a good musician if you love it it comes through when people pollute it with like a lot of other shit it starts to feel clinical and like it's expression it's emotion it's uh it's messy but in a good way you know in a in a way that's can be inspiring or can make you cry or whatever but um i think it really just comes down to if it's not fun you should probably get out you know, I'm not speaking on yes. anyone else's journey, but like it, it that's what makes us get together and start playing music in the first place is we're like, wait, we can just do this with our friends. <laughs> it's, it sounds that cool and it makes people feel that good and people dance and mosh and fucking crowd surf and like that when you lose that, like go home, fuck it. It's I not mean, worth it anymore. The, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, like, yeah, I don't want to work at Walmart anymore and yeah. i would love to be able to live off of my you ain't music, trying to sell cell phones i i i he just sells cell be phones a- down by the cell store <laughs> <laughs> no, i Sorry, just guys. i just want to i just want to be on a stage in a room full of people that all feel the exact same way about the music that they're hearing exactly whether or not i'm the singer on that stage like I, I'm okay just being in that crowd. I'm lucky to get to be the singer on that stage. 
And I think that's a good way to bring this podcast to a conclusion. Just that profound look at it where, you know, doing it because this is what you love to do. This is what you want to do. And it's all for that. Like, that's the way to really bring this one to its conclusion. So as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, gentlemen, one thing I'd like to do is give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of this podcast. So, gentlemen, from Clear Fight, the floor is Shout yours. Shout out to yeah. Victory Amps. Shout out to Cody from uh, <laughs> Theoria Records. Shout out to Theoria Records in general. Christian, yeah. Christian, settle your scores. Yep. What, from the time this airs, maybe the single's coming out a week after? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Shout out and to Noah uh, for giving us that first show opportunity. Seth at the Reno for that. Rhino, close enough. And also, uh, <laughs> you know, social media, you can find us like everything at We Are Clear Fight. So just, you know, holler at us, check out the new music. We got new merch coming out, uh, you know, new EP in the works. And, uh, you know, Hopefully, we'll be uh, hitting the road sooner rather than later. So, if you can't make it to Kansas City, we will try to make it to you. Yeah, and come follow us on TikTok. We want to start live streaming on TikTok so we can see you guys, like, every day and hang out with you guys. I feel like Gabe should plug something just for, like, you know, good measure. Yeah, where was the golf course you played? Plug that. The golf course I played at. Yeah, what? The, the name of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what's the name? <laughs> Uh, I was just there. <laughs> okay, plug your favorite club. <laughs> I was lucky to have left-handed golf clubs there. I play left-handed, but I play oh. guitar right-handed, which is crazy. <laughs> All right, plug people yeah. with left-handed golf tendencies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Plug Good this plug podcast. Not a sight to see. <laughs> How about this? We'll plug if um a potential fun little... Uh, challenge next time you guys go to next time when you guys play that next show have a little like bowl there and have it like raffle off a uh play game of golf with gabe yeah there you go actually (laughs) in september in september i would love to see everybody bring out their 3ds's if i any 3ds's that i see i will give you a free sticker if you record our show with a 3ds you will get a sticker show up Oh my god. Okay, unfortunately I cannot do that because I don't have a 3DS. I have one of the original Nintendo DSs so it doesn't have That's a okay too. Oh I no, have damn. 3 it. 3DSs. No, you can't donate them. They have to have their own. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my kids have multiple 3DSs. These stickers are coming out of my Walmart pay. So <laughs> Well, no, Jeff, they can only Walmart afford stickers? about twenty. We can only afford about twenty of them, then. So, <laughs> no one's gonna have a three DS. It won't matter. <laughs> no, I have some. I have some very cool holographic stickers from a scene of Goldmine. Oh, uh, oh, that's sick as fuck. What? How have I not seen those? It's like limited edition, right there. I because didn't even they're piano about it. Because they're a secret. Secret. Oh man. No, I only have ten of them. <laughs> Well, now, gentlemen, that's why nobody's heard of them yet. Well, now, gentlemen, it's time for me to end this podcast with three very specific things. So first things first, one thing that Colt said, whichever way I put him on the podcast, he's over here, over here. I don't know which one it's going to be when I put the video together. But like he said, you're going to want to follow them on social media. They've got new merch coming out. They've got Save It coming out on August 5th. They've got a show in Kansas City in September. On top of that, like 
Mr. Hunters over here. They're trying to get bigger following on TikTok. So go make sure you follow on all those platforms. You know, pre-save, save it. Yep, pre-save, save it, save it. Do it, do it, do it. Because save it's it. a good idea. See? Thinking right there. But instead of having to do all this work yourself, let me take care of all this for you. So here's what you're going to do. Go to the description of this podcast. It's going to say, find ClearFight online. There's going to be labels for everything where you can find them. There will be associated links where you can find them. So all you have to do is click on those links. They'll take you to their social media page. Take them to TikTok. Take you to the YouTube videos. Take you to the website. Take you where you can get the merch. Take you where you can get those tickets. And take you where you can pre-save, save it. And just all you have to do is click on the link and then click on the like, click on the share, click on the subscribe, click on the follow button. That's all you got to do. Click the buy button. That's all you got to do. I'm making it as easy as possible, guys. So yeah, don't don't miss out on that one because that'd be a very bad idea. Now it's time for number two. Now, gentlemen, whenever I have guests on this podcast, I've enjoyed having on this podcast. I tend to make a certain promise to them as a way to say, thank you for being on the podcast. I want to continue to support you guys. I enjoyed having you on the podcast. and would love to do this again. So this has happened. To every freaking band I've ever had in this podcast. And you four gentlemen have kept this trend going. So the promise to you guys is this. It's not an if. Not an if. If implies it might not happen. I'm calling it a when. When implies it's happening, but time and date is to be determined. When I can see clear when I can see clear fight perform for the first time live, my promise to you gentlemen is this. <clears throat> first round's on me. I'm I'm done with that. I do Jaeger bombs, so. Oh, dear God. Okay. <laughs> I am so easy. I drink Miller Lite. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> That's me saying what I just said with the Snapchat filter that makes me a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. And now, gentlemen, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because I would love to have you guys on once again. On top of that, I made the promise to you guys. I'm not going back in that promise. So this cannot be goodbye. That's way too final. No, gentlemen, this is going to be. See you later. See you, man. Later. Thank you. Well, folks, my interview with the guys in Clear Fight. Once again, Hunter, Colt, Dylan, and Gabe. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. It was a blast. It was a lot of fun. And come on, everybody. Let's give these guys some support. Follow them on social media. Watch these reviews. Pre-save, save it, which comes out on August 5th. Buy tickets to their show in the Kansas City area on October, September 17th. channel said October. September 17th. And buy some merch from support these guys. All the links to the podcast under Find Clear Fight Online. It's all there for you. So click like, click share, click subscribe, click download, click buy, click everything. Because trust me, you're going to want to. Also, please make sure you're liking and, you know, following along with the Core Progression Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Only ships to the podcast for you. That's so you can say connect with us on social media, reach out to us, talk to me, whatever you guys want to do. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Core Progression Podcast on YouTube if you like the videos or if you like listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and any other, any other audio stream platform you might be finding this podcast on. If you're already subscribed, let me give you a... <clears throat> Wasn't expecting that burp to come out, but thank you. If you're just subscribed to the podcast after this episode, I want to say thank you. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, you're like, I don't feel like subscribing right now. Can you please subscribe? Or if I say, I triple dog dare you to subscribe. Does that work? All links to the podcast are where you can find the podcast as well. So please subscribe. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for watching. Also want to thank your sponsors. First off, Manscaped. Once again, you can get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash CP. 
CPP to use our discount code or you just go to manscaped.com and add checkout for the discount code. Use the code CPP to get 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped. Also, remember, we are sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Festival in Las Vegas, October 20th and 21st, 2022. Come join us for pancakes and the pit turn of memes into dreams and let's just have a freaking blast. Thank you to the guys at ClearFight once again for being on the podcast. Thank you, Mr. Cody Frayne, for having you know us as a as a kind of like partner to Theoria Records and helping you know interview all these great bands you guys got coming up. And I'm I'm more than happy to give you know whatever band you guys got a chance because man these are always fantastic and I hope everyone else likes it as well. So be sure to say thank you to Cody if you ever see him in person. So yeah, thanks Cody. Thank you, Colt. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Gabe. And thank you all for watching and listening. On that note, that's going to be for today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya!